Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tina podcast. Today is episode two of three of the Macro Mini Series podcast. So, if you're smack dab in the middle of this series and you're like, what the heck is this? Go back one episode and listen to the um, Macro Mini Series episode one, all about protein, okay? And just a heads up, my email list received um, overnight oat recipes, tons of yummy ones like cinnamon roll, birthday cake, peanut butter and jelly. Oh my God, there's so much you can do with overnight oats and a healthy carb swap um, list with some different ideas on there. So that's what they got on the email list. If you still want to snag some freebies, be sure there's a link in the show notes to go to my website, join my newsletter. That's where I'm sending out all the freebies. And then, you know, occasionally, whenever I do something, you will be the first to know over there. I let them know if there's sales and things like that. They're always the first to know. Um, But yes, we are talking about the lovely carbs. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay, guys, so we are talking about carbs. Oh, the beloved, hated, yet loved carbs we love to eat them yet everybody says carbs are evil um while i do believe that i think certain people may have what's the best word almost like an intolerance to certain types of carbs um that's not the case for everyone and you certainly do not need to cut out carbs completely because in the long run that is horrible for your body you do need a certain amount of carbs to maintain basic body functions um or things start to go downhill really really fast so we'll just hop right in so there are basically three main types of carbs sugar starches and fiber and um All three are definitely essential in some shape or form, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, Another thing is, is there's complex and simple carbs, which you may have heard of, and a food's chemical structure and how quickly your body digests it determines whether that food is complex or simple. Complex carbs are less likely to cause spikes in our blood sugar, and a lot of the time they also contain vitamins, minerals, and fiber, that your body needs. Um, You may be familiar with the term good carbs, but of course, I always try to say more nutrient-dense or healthy carbs. I try to refer to them to that because there's not necessarily good or bad um, all foods. Yes, even processed ones have a time and place and you can still eat them. It's just whether you need more or less of either or. Um... Of course, the simple carbs, those do cause the spikes in blood sugar. They digest quicker. Um, they're sort of empty. They they tend to just have a ton of like sugars in them. I think your cookies, your cakes, your candies. Um, so not a lot of nutrients in there. And a lot of those often contribute to weight gain. They can also increase those risks of diabetes, heart disease, and high cholesterol. So all of that fun stuff but again everything in moderation right 
All right, so now that we have that down, I want to talk about starches. We said sugar, starches, and fibers were types of carbs. So what are starches? Starches are considered a complex carb. Many starches, but not all of them, fit into this category. Um, They often provide tons of vitamins and minerals. And like we were saying with complex carbs, it takes your body longer to break these down, keeping you fuller longer. It also doesn't result in that blood sugar spike. It helps everything stay the same. You don't feel that energy crash. Um, You know, if you eat like a piece of candy or chocolate, you kind of get like that sugar rush. Well, if you eat um, a complex carb or starch, like let's say beans, um, some fruit or another vegetable, you're not going to get that. It's going to be a steady, slow burn. And like I was saying, beans, um, legumes, fruits, whole grains, brown rice, oatmeals, whole wheat breads and pastas, um, sweet potatoes, all those things, those are going to be starches and, of course, all of our veggies. Now, a little side note of PCOS, something that I found interesting, and this may be the case for other things as well. Um, if you are really into finding what spikes your blood sugar or not, sometimes it is very individual person to person. Because I was reading um, a girl, she got one of the blood sugar prickers, you know, that uh, the diabetics tend to use. You can use that as well, um, especially if you have something with like insulin resistance or something with blood sugar spikes and you want to check that. Um, and she would actually prick herself after every time she ate a certain um, carb to see what spiked her blood sugar and what didn't. Surprisingly, she found that like French fries did not spike her blood sugar, like processed French fries, but sweet potatoes spiked her blood sugar. And you know, her friend, it was the complete opposite because her friend was doing it as well. And they had different results. So in the crazy world of anatomy and being a human, which is why I never give generalized advice. It really comes down to person to person. Some bodies can tolerate certain things better. Um, Some bodies have different enzymes and different processes and different levels of hormones that allow us to, you know, break down things differently. So never, that's why I never discredit somebody, especially like my clients, if they say something's not working or they have something going on, I never discredit them. Um, Even if it's worked for 20 people and maybe not them, because everybody's just so different so keep that in mind too so if you're trying to eat a healthy food and you're like oh this is making me feel not so great but it's healthy so i should eat it you know look into it a little bit see if maybe that type of food does not work for you for me pasta i've talked about this before pasta love the texture i'm a gummy kind of gal but pasta, I can't do pasta a lot of times, especially anymore. I get very nauseous eating pasta, even if I go for the quote-unquote healthier version. It's a no-no for me. Um, but like potatoes and rice, beans, um, that's the route I tend to go. I will occasionally eat pasta, and it's like you pay for the consequences after, essentially. Or I eat a smaller portion of it. So, you know, just know your body with that stuff. Next up... I'm sorry, something, my charger dropped in the background if you heard that. (laughs) Um, Next up we have what is fiber. So fiber is very important along with the starches. 
Um, so your plant-based foods, such as fruits, veggies, um, you have whole grain products, those all contain fiber. And of course, you have your like artificially added fiber. I don't want to call it artificial, but the, you know, your um, Metamucil and stuff like that that has fiber in it. Animal products, though, including dairy and meat, they actually have no fiber. Now, fiber is a complex, healthy carb. Your body cannot break down fiber. It's like a scrubbing mechanism. It's used to pass through your intestines, and obviously it stimulates and aids digestion. Um, Fiber also helps regulate blood sugar, lowers cholesterol, and keeps you feeling fuller longer. So um, all good benefits to having fiber. And experts recommend, which, you know, the general consensus is around 25 to 30 grams of fiber per day. And this is perfect. Um, Not a lot of people, unfortunately, get this amount. Uh, So it's good to kind of be aware, try to see the fiber content and the things that you eat every day and, you know, do a little rough estimate and see if you're getting close to that and see what you can add in. Some examples of high fiber foods include going back to the beans, the legumes, um, fruits, especially ones with skins on them or seeds. If you're able to eat seeds, not everybody is. Um, Nuts and seeds are really good. Almonds, peanuts, walnuts, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, your whole grain products because the grains in there and the whole wheat. And of course, veggies, <laughs> always, always veggies. Veggies are never bad. So um, fiber is definitely great. And it's good. If you have a high fiber diet, it's one of those things that like you can almost get away with eating the more simple carbs, especially if you're very active. You won't feel yourself as backed up and your body will be able to handle things a lot better. It'll be smoother and efficient um, when it does get those things. You won't feel a shit like shit as often. Um, and then we have what are sugars? Sugar is, you know, considered evil, especially people with PCOS. It's like the devil to eat sugar. Um, I'm not going to lie, you know, whatever. There's inconclusive studies of the artificial sweeteners or even the natural sweeteners like stevia and stuff. Um, there's all this, you know, mumbo jumbo, but here's my theory. I, um, I have a sweet tooth for sure. And I tend to get like the artificially sweetened things like a zero cal drink um the diet versions of things or you know like the powders like um an amino powder i'll mix it up and or or even the candies you know you try to get like the healthier candies that are artificially uh sweetened it's not bad they really aren't that bad um At least for me, some people actually can't tolerate that artificial sweetener. It gets them bloated, gassy. They feel like crap. Um, And again, that's fine. It's person to person. But I would personally rather take the chance of drinking the artificial drinks um, with the zero cows and zero sugar than diving in to like a 70 gram of sugar bottle of Mountain Dew with calories and sugars and like gain weight and feel like shit and you know the zero everything allows me to kind of curb that sweet tooth and a lot of diabetics and stuff go that route too because it really helps when they need something sweet and they're not allowed to have it because that big jump in sugar um so that's just something to keep in mind too but that's that's really not what we're getting into here that's why i wanted to just mention it as a side note But sugars are a type of simple carb, you know, so they're quickly digested, which is probably why they get a bad rep. 
um, your body obviously breaks down those simple carbs very quickly. As a result, your blood sugar levels rise. So they spike and then they drop. That's when you kind of get that crash. So you may feel really good, especially when you were a kid, right? You you like ate all that candy and cake and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you just like crash and you take a nap. Well, as adults, we crash in the middle of the workday and we're like stuck. <laughs> um, but breaking down the types of sugars, there are two types. Like I was talking about, we have the natural occurring sugars and then you have the added sugars. So the natural ones um are the ones that you can find in milk and fresh fruit like nobody adds sugar to that they are just there's sugar in them naturally the added sugars now added sugar doesn't necessarily meaning it's from a bad source or an artificial source they use it to help sweeten something um for better flavor and whatnot so things like obviously candy but you have your canned fruit your juices sodas um bakery candy bars ice cream and all our fruits and i mean there's a little bit of sugar in everything now note that your body processes all sugars the same so your body doesn't know actually the difference between these natural sugars and the added sugars it just sees it as sugars but here's the difference along with your energy foods with the natural sugars so your fruits and milk and things like that they have vitamins and minerals and sometimes even fiber in them usually with your fruits and stuff and so that way it's a little bit easier for your body to process it and you know you may not get as big of a spike and something to note when you're looking at your labels to see the sugar content is they're sneaky sometimes. <laughs> they don't just straight out say sugar. Um, you're going to see things like agave nectar, cane syrup or corn syrup, dextrose, fructose, sucrose, um, honey, molasses, all those things. Um, and there's a ton more, honestly. And here's something to note. Even if you, you hear agave nectar, okay, and you're like, wow, that sounds so natural, right? That's fine. But remember what I was saying, your body processes all sugar the same. Sugar is sugar. That's why sometimes with healthy people, the people who like the smoothie bowls, the fruit smoothies, um, sometimes they're getting as much sugar as you would drink in a Mountain Dew. And long term, you're going to feel like shit and you can have some different, uh, I don't want to say complications, but you'll see some side effects from eating all of that sugar even if it's natural again everything in moderation so that's why with like smoothies and stuff like that i always encourage people you always want to throw a ton of fruit in because it tastes really good right well you want to throw in your veggies a serving of fruit you want to put in protein powder seeds okay you're mixing in different things so you're not getting just straight sugar in your protein smoothies or you know um, a smoothie bowl, things like that. And it helps keep things a little bit more balanced. Now we know that limiting sugar obviously is essential to keeping our blood sugar levels in a healthy range. I mean, think back to our caveman times. I mean, when you were out and about, what really had sugar in it? You were either eating meat, plants, berries, even I would argue up until they started processing food, probably the 1800s. I mean, there was some, I mean, there was baked goods and things like that, but I mean, it didn't have the amounts of sugar today. They didn't make the food super palatable or craveable. Um, 
so it just it wasn't nearly the same as what things are today even with the prepared foods it's just so different um and i think because things have happened in the last 100 120 years um i'd I'd even argue maybe 150 years um it's a relatively fast rate compared to the rest of you know human history so i feel like we're just kind of now starting to see the effects especially i mean what the 90s that's when it was like supersize everything and then we have the big everything and now we are kind of trying to take the route of like the less sugar and everything we almost have this like healthy trend but at the same time it's like you take away the sugar and then you have high fat and something because you need flavor somewhere. So I don't know. I'm interested to see the long-term effects of this. Unfortunately, I think we already are, you know, with obesity rates rising. I thought I read somewhere that like, it's like 75% now of people are considered obese in the U.S. It's it's really sad. Um, I really think these sugar-free products and stuff are doing more harm than help in the long run. I just, I hope we take a better, the food companies, I hope they take a better, uh, make a better plan when they're, they're making their foods. But unfortunately, it's a money game and it's a pushing products game and a numbers game. So I don't know what's going to change. But you have the control of what you can buy. As hard as it is, and as there's like a thousand choices of everything, out of sight, out of mind, right? If you don't have any of that shit in your house, you're not going to eat it. Keep the veggies. Keep the fruits to snack on. I keep a bag of carrots that I'm going to snack on, you know? I don't have the potato chips um, or the candies. I, occasionally, I'll get something, or maybe I'll get like pieces of dark chocolate to snack on or something, um but rarely do i i keep a lot of my my um my true lemon packets i like to mix true lemon lemonade with like a brisk packet for like raspberry lemon tea that's the extent of my sweetness honestly and like i said here and there i might make a dessert a homemade dessert or something like that but like i said it's helped greatly when you don't buy it and it's so fun to buy them in the store trust me i know there's all kinds of pretty flavors of oreos all the ice cream all the candies all that stuff but you just have to learn to limit it um something to keep in mind too all those sugary foods and drinks they're often a lot higher in calories it's not just the sugar themselves you're essentially consuming empty calories so it's not like you're just gonna drink you know you're gonna be like oh well I'm supposed to eat 1800 calories today 300 of my calories came from a drink. No, 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 no. That, that drink is not going to keep you full at all. You're going to eat your normal stuff and then drink 300 calories of drinks. So really, you're now in a calorie surplus and you're going to gain weight. And those drinks are so addicting. You're going to want more and more. Um, so that's why it's important to limit that refined um, the foods and the sugar and all of those things. And listen, not that everybody's going to hit this at all. Most people don't. The American Heart Association recommends no more than 25 grams per day of added sugar for most women and no more than 36 grams per day of added sugar for most men. 25 grams. That's, I mean, look at things that you don't think have added sugar in them. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Even something stupid like sour cream. It might have, I don't know it off offhand, but you know, something like that is going to have, or, or cheese, cheese. You're like, okay, cheese is not sugary, but sometimes it'll have a couple grams in there. 
Um, now I know they said dairy, it comes naturally, but you know what I'm talking about. Like things that you don't think have sugar are going to have sugar in them. And it adds up three grams here, two grams here, five grams here. You're going to hit your, you're going to hit your thing like that. Um, now with these American Heart Association recommendations, yes, um, they're there, but, um, a, a woman that I follow, Amanda Howell on Instagram, she is a certified practitioner, but I'm not 100% sure what her, off the top of my head, I can't remember what her official job title is, but she has medical degrees, okay, and she went to college and everything, and she's very educational, she always references um, scientific studies and citations, and she always looks at the research. She was saying, for my active folk out there, okay, if you are regularly active, you know, you're working out four to five days a week um you're getting i think it's important to emphasize you're getting seven to ten thousand steps of movement in a day because yes you could work out for an hour but if you're sitting on your butt all day maybe at an inactive job yes that hour's better than nothing but you need some movement throughout the day as well that's why i like to consider my steps in there too um because that neat activity that activity that's not exercising is just as important as the working out but she was saying that um, you could probably have about up to 100 grams of sugar a day if you're active. And I totally agree with her um, because the types of foods that you're eating throughout the day, you know, if you want like those real foods. Like I eat a bagel in the morning sometimes with my eggs. I'll throw a little bit of white cheddar cheese on top. Um, before my workout, we have these little um, muffin snacks at work that we like to give out to our, our members. I might grab a bag of those because it's like 120 calories, but they might have 12 to 15 grams of sugar in it. And it's like kind of like my little pre-workout boost. I'll have that in a banana. Um, but, you know, the re- 80% of my day is going to be fruits, veggies, um, protein sources. It's not going to be like sugar and candy, you know. Um, so towards the end of the day, I'm probably going to be over that 25 grams. But I've been healthy. My blood works healthy. Um, even with PCOS, I, you know, I'm making progress in the gym. I am not gaining bad weight. I'm not, I don't even think I am gaining weight. So that's something to keep in mind too. So don't beat yourself up if you are a very active individual. Now, if you're someone who is trying to lose weight, I would say try to limit your sugars and try to get your movement up. And when you get to a place where you feel like your movement's really good, you're trying to maintain, that's probably when you can start to introduce back some of those fun foods and you could probably get away with the higher sugar content so just something important to note because we can on the other end of the spectrum get that kind of orthorexia i did a podcast episode on this that fear of healthy foods you know you're you're fearing that like if you don't eat completely healthy or you eat something processed that like you're gonna die or you're gonna get a disease or you're gonna fail and that's very real very real in today's society people like to you know give things black and white because it's easy to digest um i mean if if i sit there and tell you that i don't know cardio lose you can lose weight with you know hours of cardio um yeah that's gonna look appealing compared to like yes you can you lose weight with cardio but dot 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 you know and you have all this explanation and people are like eh, i don't care about that so everybody likes to be very black and white um with how they describe information but just know there's always a but <laughs> um whether they say it or not so it's always best to evaluate if something is 
right for you. Okay, and I want to kind of wrap this podcast up by saying that carbs are not the enemy. I want to remind you of that. Um, Even with people with PCOS or not, I personally like to pair those carbs with protein and make sure you're getting a lot of fiber. And like we were saying earlier when we were talking, it helps you digest and process that stuff a little bit easier. You probably won't get that blood sugar spike as much if you pair it with some whole foods and you lessen your serving size of what you are eating. Um, or maybe you really do like the pop and you don't want the diet. You take a couple sips, you know, as opposed to chugging a big, like, large, I don't know, like Wendy's or McDonald's drink, which is insanely large. Um, you know, it, it's baby steps, learning as you go, and and trying to be a little bit better each day. That's what I'm a big advocate of, okay? So, yeah, that that is all about carbs. Carbs are very complex, uh, like that. Um, there are simple and complex, but you know what I mean. There's a lot to them. They're not just carbs. There's, like I said, there's the different kinds. There's the simple and complex. You got your sugars, your fibers, your starches, all that fun stuff. Um, and remember my email list, they did get the low carb swaps, um, guide. So it tells you some things that might be a little bit higher carb and how you can switch to make them lower carb. And we got our overnight oats recipe roundup. So let me know what you guys think of that. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you're enjoying this little series. Um, please leave a review and rate this um again really itunes is the only place you can do this at right now um probably google and amazon as well i know a couple of you guys listen on those platforms too but um yeah if you leave a review it would really help me out and it would just support the channel a nice little free way of supporting the channel and you know if you leave a review i give you 20 percent off one of my programs don't forget um beginning of april as i mentioned in the last one i am going to be dropping a six-week challenge in my fitness app it's gonna be fun get us ready for summer kick our butts all right um so be on the lookout for that but guys until next time i hope you have a great rest of your week um and yeah have a wonderful day until next time i will see you guys bye